Hello, welcome everyone to another episode of the Division One Only podcast. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and I'm your host. And we have a really special guest today, Alex Rybakov. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is the actually the very first episode I'm recording in English. So for oh, you, awesome. so for awesome. you, Alex, and for everyone that's tuning in, excuse my accent. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. So for the people who don't know Alex, he was a former Texas Christian University Division One player. He played tennis there. Well, not only tennis; he's a legend in Fort Worth now. <laughs> Uh, he's from Coral Springs, Florida. Uh, he was a three-time ITA All-American, a Big 12 Player of the Year, and many more accolades that will take too much time from the podcast. <laughs> so, Alex, you were ranked as high as 14 in the world in the ITF circuit in juniors, which is like the yes, under-18s. So, uh, after that, I would like you to tell me, how did you take the decision to go to college instead of going professional, despite having really good results as a junior? Yeah, um, it was a tough decision. I was had a pro mindset from a young age, 16, 17 years old. I always wanted to be a pro tennis player. So uh, my parents are grew up in, in Russia. They're Russian, so they have a bit of a European mindset, which is kind of pro tennis first and education um you know kind of takes a back seat usually if if uh you know if you're a really good player but um you know didn't my parents didn't have really the money to support me and um in my professional career and i i didn't really have the money from agents or anything no no substantial money for me to continue on so that was one of the big reasons that i chose to go to college but Also, when when I started looking into the college route, um, started meeting some really good coaches and kind of seeing, um, you know, that going to college as a route to professional tennis. And and honestly, I didn't know too much about going in about college tennis going into it. But then once once I got into it, I realized that the the level is a lot higher than a lot of people think it is. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Um, was it overwhelming at times for you having to travel every week as a junior, as a junior player? Because I was checking, like, of course, your your results and you yeah. had to travel like to Bra down to Brazil, like South America yeah. for like three yeah. weeks, then coming back to the States. Yeah. Was that overwhelming um, for you? Honestly, honestly, no, I, I wouldn't say it was overwhelming at all. Um, I always had, you know, the USTA provided coaches to travel with and I always had my buddies um, some of the top US guys that I was always traveling with and I had a lot of friends at those tournaments for me the the juniors was just honestly it was just a lot of fun obviously I mean I took it seriously and I wanted to do well and I, I wanted to do the best I, I could but also you know loving tennis and playing it every day it's um, you know it was it was unbelievable being 18 years old being able to travel the world and see all the new places uh it was it was great yeah plus especially for you being ranked so high being able to get into the main draws in all the grand slams and all these yeah amazing yeah yeah a really cool experience yeah it was it was awesome and and i i got to see both sides of it you know like when i was 17 um i think i played i played all the slams i played except for australia i played french wimbledon u.s open And then the next year, when I was 18, coming into my last year of juniors, 
Um, that was actually my highest ranking in the beginning of the year. And then we decided with my coach at the USC at the time that I was just going to play futures that whole year and just the slams and not really any junior tournaments. So, you know, I got to see what it was like going from juniors to futures and, um, you know, futures is not as a glamorous life as playing the junior slams. So, And why do you think is that? Is it because it's like really far? The fact that the Australian Open qualifies normally, like at least in juniors, the entry is always closes in like 250 instead of in the other Grand Slams, which normally close in like 120, 130. Yeah, for the juniors, yeah, I would say that part of the reason is that it's, it's very far. Um, you know, it's a lot of money to travel there and... and um, You know, especially if you're going for the men's, for men's, you're getting paid a lot of money yeah, to play, you know, but, yeah. but in juniors, I mean, it's great to go for the experience. I, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, Australian Open is one of the best slams in juniors and in the pros. But um, for me, that was one of the things that was just really far and really expensive and, you know, 17, 18. And, yeah. Better, so. better just to do an extra week of preseason at home instead of just going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was always. I, I'm from Florida. I grew up in Florida, trained in Florida, and so there was always futures in the beginning of the year. So I decided to just play those. Yeah. Uh, how do you take the decision to go to TCU? So I didn't know much about TCU. I was in contact a lot with Roditi, who's the head coach here. Um, I knew some guys. Guillermo Nunez, Nori a little bit from juniors, not too well, but I knew them and um, I knew some of the guys on the team and I. it was the third school that I visited, so I visited Florida, I visited Wake Forest, and then I visited TCU and um, you know a lot of the top schools, they have a lot of the same resources um, you know they all have good gyms, they all have good courts, they all have Um, that kind of stuff, good nutritionists. So for me, it was more seeing, you know, which people I would fit in the best with. And when I saw TCU and the team and, and Roditi, I really hit it off with Roditi. And there, I had heard a lot of things about um, Devin Bowen, who's the associate head coach, who um, is now still my coach right now. And I didn't know much about him at the time, but he's ended up being one of the most influential people in my life. Uh, so, yeah, Staying at Florida, was that ever like and, an option? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Florida was, was definitely an option. I mean, it's a couple hours from home. Uh, Florida was kind of the easy choice for me. Um, you know, I actually, when I, when I went to visit there, I, I went and... Um, saw the campus and you know the like the guys on the team and like the coaches and it was just pretty pretty close to home and it, and and i called my mom and i actually said mom i think i'm just gonna go here and uh but i wasn't i wasn't like in love with the school you know and and uh, my mom just said hey why don't you just you know go to see the other schools and have something to compare it to and you know by no means am i saying that florida is bad I, i liked it it was good it's just TCU, when I came here, I just felt like it was the right fit for me. Yeah, and for what I understand, you did online school in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. So how was that transition for you, like going into an actual classroom? Um, honestly, it was fine because, you know, elementary school and middle school, I, I had 
I had that experience of being in a classroom. And obviously, it's a little bit different in college, but uh, I had that experience of being in a classroom, being with friends and stuff. And, and it was going to online school was a bit of a transition for me because I was, um, I liked, you know, hanging out with my friends and being with my buddies. And, you know, it was kind of weird because I was practicing all day. It was, it was a bit of an adjustment, but I, I knew that if I wanted to be a pro, it was something that I had to do. But then coming here, you know, being in class is, it's you know it's something you have to do and it's it's good to meet people and outside of tennis and have friends outside of tennis i think it's it's great yeah uh, as i told you before we had facundo in the show like the yeah. episode and he was actually telling us that tcu like the athletics program and everyone like all the professors do a really good job of trying to keep yeah. athletes like yeah. top of things for sure for sure. So that's a, that's really good. That's really good for an athlete, especially for sure. Who don't know how to balance like their time and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah, and and Faku is a great guy, and um, you know, obviously coaching Cameron, and he's a good friend, and he's helped me a lot as well over the years. Yeah, he coached you for one year, right? Yeah. He. Uh, so my freshman year, he was the volunteer assistant. Yeah. And so he was on kind of in between me and Nori's court a lot, and he, he helped me out for sure. Yeah, um, were you guys like the one and two for the for TCU? Yeah, yeah. Nori, my my freshman sophomore year, Nori played one. I played two. I played behind Nori, and then junior senior year, I played one. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. You were an all Big Twelve team all your four years, right? In singles and doubles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, what aspects of your, of your game do you think you improved the most at TCU? Like coming from juniors going into college? Yeah. How, I think I, I, I think number one, I definitely have improved a lot mentally. Um, just being able to kind of not have as many kind of not as many lapses in focus, kind of like consistency in my game. Um and also just not letting as many things affect me as I used to in a bad way. Um, so mentally, mentally has been great. Uh, definitely improved my serve and my return. Kind of the, the big things of getting ready for men's tennis, you know, serve and return, I think is huge. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many things I feel like that I've improved. Uh, I've, I've changed in college. I changed my serve. I used to serve a platform. Now I step up. I think it's changed that my sophomore year. I changed the grip on my return in college. So there, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of improvements for sure. And uh, the number one to credit for that is the coaches. I mean, Devin and Roditi have been unbelievable. Yeah. So how much did the grip for the return change like compared to, you, to your normal forehand, your normal backhand? Yeah. Um, how much did the grip change? Oh, well, it, it really... There wasn't really much of a grip change on how I hold the forehand and backhand. It was more how I'm holding the racket on the return. So, like, like let's say some people start on the return holding a slice grip or some people start holding a forehand grip or some people start holding a backhand grip. So that was what I had changed. It's, it's not necessarily how I, like, hit a forehand or how I hit a backhand. Those grips are the same. It's just, like, how I return the serve. Okay, yeah, okay. the actual grip didn't change, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So mentally, was it tough for you at the beginning to play college tennis, considering like how much the crowd is into it? Sometimes they're booing you, like when you're on the road. Um, 
when you were at home? Honestly, honestly, not really. I think that was one of the things that I love, love, love about college tennis is uh, like playing in front of the crowd, and I always loved, uh, always loved playing um, like in front of people and like when there's a bunch of fans watching. I've always loved that. So um, that that was. A, honestly a plus for me when I came to college I didn't know that especially at TCU we, we get good crowds and and I think two out of the four years we won the attendance race for the nation um, when I was here and so we, we just get a lot of people people love tennis around here the athlete community is great um, Roditi does unbelievable promotion for the matches and, and that was one of the things that I, I loved about college tennis is just playing for the crowds Yeah, plus that I, did, I think TCU athletics program does a really good job with that too. The fact that for every home match is like free pizza for the first. Yeah. People that get there, they get free shirts, free hats. Yeah, there's yeah, there, there's always there's there always a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, it's it kind of varies from match to match, but they always have good stuff going on for sure. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, was so now that you're in the. Um, Pro Tour, the transition tour, as they like to call it, even though it's not rankings or whatever. Yeah. Um, was it tough for you, the fact that you went from being, like, one of the top athletes at TCU, like, getting all this, for you can say, uh, yeah. promotion, like, getting players uh, asked for, signing out, uh, uh-huh. interviews and everything. Was it tough making that transition from being, like, a top athlete at TCU to just having to grind it out at future events? This is one of the things that you kind of, I mean, yes and no, you know, uh, it's, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm not, it's not the same like level as like a star football player or something, you know, it's, um, tennis, not too many people are, are like huge on tennis yeah. around the campus. It's, it's nothing crazy, but, um, you know, it, it's like going to futures, futures can be, obviously depressing if you think of them in a certain way, but it, everybody has to start from somewhere, you know, it's like the same thing as if you're top five in the world in juniors or number one in the world in juniors and you come out at a future, no one cares if you're number one in the world in juniors, you know, you, you have to go from level to level. You have to, you have to start and prove yourself always. Um, and so that's something that you kind of have to keep in mind is like, you know, if, if you're, if If you're good enough to get past that level, then, you know, win a couple of futures right away and then you don't have to play them again. So it's just, you know, just kind of keep, keep it in your mind that you have to prove yourself at every level and no one, no one owes you anything. So it's, it's all, I, I feel like it's all in the way, the way that you approach it and the way that you look at it. You know, it's, 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 I feel like it's easy in some ways to say like, oh, you know, I was a top junior, so now I should be a top college player or I was a top college player and now I should be a top pro. It's, You know, that's that's the mindset that's gonna hurt you. You know, you gotta earn everything that you you achieve. Yeah, plus plus that happens a lot or quite often actually that a top junior goes into college and then he faces a guy, a senior that was not yeah. ranked in juniors and yeah, yeah, they, like they beat him like in straight sets or anything or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and I feel like that comes with it comes with maturity and it comes with you know it's that's um, also just a credit to my coaches for that kind of mindset of just honestly respecting everybody. Everybody can play well. And, you know, if, 
if you let them play well, you know, if you're not on top of your game, you can lose to anybody. So you just have to be aware of that, no matter who you're playing. Yeah. Uh, well, in just a matter of months, you had the opportunity to play the U.S. Open Qualies. You got a wild card mm -hmm. in the USDA and also travel with Team USA to the Davis Cup Finals in Madrid. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Because, I mean, you play the Youth Olympics in juniors, but I bet, like, it's not the same thing as playing the Davis Cup. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Davis Cup was unbelievable. Um, it was also the, the first time that they had done the finals in one place. Yeah. So it was, a, it was an interesting experience. So it didn't, you know, I hadn't been to a Davis Cup before that, so I never really felt what it was like to be at, like, a home tie, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was definitely a unique experience. I was super grateful for them having, you know, called me and asked me to come and be the hitting partner and um there was a lot of the guys that were on the team uh riley francis fritz who i had known from juniors and uh some of my good friends so it, it was it was a really cool experience and i loved every every minute of it and obviously any chance you get to represent your country is awesome so it was it was really really fun yeah that's pretty good and what about the u.s open qualities yeah u.s open qualities was great i mean obviously They um, believed in me and gave me a wild card, which was unbelievable. And it really showed me a lot of things because um, I played I played Bagnus, who at the time I think was ranked 140 or something, around the hundreds. And um, obviously a very good player, and I was up a set. I won the first set and uh, really felt like I was kind of in control of the match. And then my fitness level was just, I couldn't really uh, keep that level of play over three sets of the way I played the first set, which has made me realize like, okay, one thing is I do, I can play at that level, which is great. But then another thing is, okay, you know, you need to be able to sustain that level if you want to be there and consistently at that level of slams and qualifying for slams and, you know, near the top hundred. So it, it was, it was good. It was a good learning experience. Um, obviously unbelievable my since i was a little kid you know i was born in new york i've been to the us open many times so being able to play even if it was qualities was unbelievable experience um but you know obviously striving for more yeah and how would you compare your experience from of course playing us open juniors and of course playing the main draw etc to actually playing in the men's draw even though it was qualities The, the the prize money check is the main difference well, that's yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. that's for sure um but yeah i mean juniors you kind of when you're in juniors you feel like um you know you're playing on the same courts as the pros it's awesome but it's not like really the real thing you know they're you're playing the men's you're like wow like this is even if it's qualities it's like wow this is you know u.s open like you're in the men's locker room you're like, with the top guys like um You know, when it's, when it's your first time doing it, it's a bit, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, starstrucking at times, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. I mean, obviously, it's like those guys are now your opponents. You know, it's like the people that you used to look up to is now like you want to beat them. So, yeah. sure, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Uh, looking back on it, would you describe your college, how would you describe your college experience with like, helping you making that transition into the professional tour yeah unbelievable 
unbelievable. I don't know where I would be now if I didn't go to college, especially at a time like this with the whole Corona thing and yeah. um, not having an education to fall back on. But um, unbelievable. It helped, helped me physically, physically, mentally. Um, you know, there's so many people that I that I met that have been super influential in my life. And uh, like I said, mentally and tennis wise, like coaches, unbelievable. And, um, you know, fitness coach TK helped me a lot while I was in school with physically, my body has, uh, has gotten a lot better from when I first came into school and, uh, met a lot of people. And honestly, this is, because of going to college here, and especially at TCU, it's just good. It's like my second home, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like my second family, so it's awesome. So sometimes you do preseason now in Texas instead of just staying at, uh, staying in Florida, just because you consider it home. Yeah, yeah. So I, I this last year, I did one or two weeks here with with Cameron with Nori. And then I did one week with him at IMG, and then I did two weeks at USGA. So I kind of split it up. Um, but yeah, for sure, I'm I'm super comfortable here, and I like I definitely um, will be here a decent amount. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to the junior players who are like ranked high in the ITF circuit, but they are undecided on whether to go to the NCAA or jump right into the Pro Tour? I would say just it's hard to tell someone who's 18 to you know when I was when I was 18 and I was a pretty good junior it's hard to look at the long term you know um, like the reality is I'm I just turned 23 and I'm just starting my professional career you know and so you have a long time and you really got to consider are you ready to play at a high level at 18 years old because some people are you know some people um you know guys that i know like francis yeah. francis at 18 years old was you know 200 in the world or 180 in the world and he had massive contracts and money that is tough to turn down when you're 18 you know yeah. but then i also know other guys that weren't offered a lot of money and were pretty good and decided to turn pro and then you know ended up after a couple of years being, you know, four, 400, 500. And it's like, Oh man, what, what if I, you know, would have went to college? And, yeah. and I, th I think it's definitely, if you pick the right school, it's definitely a good way to continue to train, to become a pro. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously, there's been a lot of examples of guys that have went to school and end up being very good pros. But, uh, yeah, I, I think just, I think one of the things for, for to tell a top junior would be to just seriously consider it and just look into it and do your research and, you know, talk to some of the coaches and and just just think about it and consider it because it's definitely a good route. Yeah. Uh, well, so um, this segment of the podcast is like the very end, which is like it's called the D15, which is like five rapid fire questions you have to... Uh -huh. Just give me an answer as quick as you can. Some of them are okay. going to be hard, some of them are going to be easy. So okay. Ready. Okay. Uh, pre in Florida or precision in Texas? Texas. Coach Rodity or Coach Lugones? <laughs> Rodity. Most listened rapper or artist? 
I have a lot. Right now, I'm going to say Black Bear. Online classes or classroom classes? Oh, man. The, I'm going to say... I'm going to say online. Practice early in the morning or practice late in the afternoon? Uh, early in the morning, get it done. All right. Well, um, that's all I got for you. Um, I truly appreciate you taking the time uh, to answer to these questions. Actually, we're trying to get people to know more about college tennis and the NCAA. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, Respect what you're doing a lot. Yeah, no problem. No yeah, problem. Thank you, Alex. And well, um, this way we're finishing another episode of the Division One Only podcast. Thank you for everyone tuning in and see you next time.